Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Muslim Moms Podcast with Nabiha and Warda. We are two sisters with 10 kids between us, sharing our experiences about motherhood, relationships, and striving to build happy Muslim families. Let's get cracking. Today's topic is Are You Jealous? Nabiha, you have the floor. Well, there's many different ways to look at this topic. So if it's concerning husband and wife and that spousal relationship, have I been jealous in the past? Yes, I have been jealous. Uh, what about you? Um, so I would say no. Um, as a general, I'm not, I don't, I, I have experienced the feeling of jealousy before because I feel like that's a very human emotion that many people can relate to. Um, and so, yeah, I have had moments of my, of my life that I felt jealous, um, whether it's in my spouse relationship and also outside of it. Uh, but I would not ca- classify, you know, myself as a jealous person, but like you said, it's complicated. All right. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into it. Definitely. And it doesn't mean that you are jealous all the time. There can be specific situations in your life where things have happened and, uh, you know, as life is. Uh, it occurred and it caused you to have these certain feelings of jealousy or uh, envy or all that comes, comes with that. So I know for myself and being married for over 15 years now, Alhamdulillah, I, there have been situations where I have had that feeling in my relationship and it's not a good feeling at all because you know, you don't want to feel that way but certain things that may have occurred and you're like, what's going on here. And I think the important thing is to talk to your spouse about that. If you do have any situation that occurs to really have that open, honest communication and discuss it. So you can get rid of those feelings. If that's what you're feeling, because it's not nice. If you've ever had that feeling, it's, it's not something you're proud of. And as we know, it can lead to many other different elements that can... Oh, yeah. You can create an entire storyline and narrative in your head. Um, I think as many women, we can, can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Women, um, we can spin it way out of, out <laughs> of context. But it is important. Like you said, like communication is so important. I know for me, I mean, we, we're going into 11 years, alhamdulillah, this summer. And... My first, I would say six years, seven years, like I didn't even experience one moment of jealousy. And then all of a sudden, when I got pregnant with my second child, that pregnancy was really hard on me emotionally because it was the first time I actually felt that feeling of like, oh my goodness, like I'm starting to feel like, you know, in regard to my husband, like, oh, jealousy, you know, like about asking questions about coworkers and all these like random stuff. And I look back at it, um, and I'm so thankful that I was able to have a relationship where we sat and we talked about it. And honestly, it just kind of came down to meeting expectations. You know, like I think nobody, no husband and wife intentionally, you know, should be um, trying to make their spouse jealous or trying to step over or crossing a line. But the problem is we all have different lines, right? Like yeah. one thing I may deem inappropriate it might be perfectly fine in another family setting. Um, and so those conversations is really what it comes down to. I Yeah. And especially, I re- actually, does it ever go away? It depends. It depends on you and how you're working towards 
in your relationship. It depends on the dynamic too of your relationship. So maybe you've had that situation where yeah. something has occurred and something somebody stepped over the line in one way, whether it was you or your husband, and you have that conversation and things change and then those feelings go away. But in certain situations, maybe your spouse might say you're ridiculous. That's they just dismiss you and then you still continue to have those feelings. So it it just depends on the situation. But like you mentioned about being pregnant, I recall very vividly you telling me about these feelings when you were pregnant. And and I found it like strange because you're not a gentle, jealous person at all. So when these feelings crept up in you, it was I think it had a lot to do with pregnancy and just the hormones and everything going on in your body. And, and you know, you're getting big, you feel insecure, you're like bodies changing yep. and all that. So yeah, it's you normal. want to. It's normal, it's, I think. It's, yeah, it's something that occurs, but it depends on how far you take it. Like how far you let that feeling yeah. take over you. That's when I think it can be detrimental. So like, I think that that's it. Like the, the spousal relationship, I think is a little bit different than jealousy as a characteristic and how it manifests in other relationships. So like, you know, we're, we're in the Muslim Moms podcast. We could talk about you know, being jealous of other families or other moms or other children, like that can get really ugly fast. I think when you start allowing a characteristic of jealousy to bleed into those areas of our life, but like the spousal relationship, I think is for some reason a little bit unique because we do, you know, learn about um, our mother Aisha, uh, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the prophet Muhammad. And she experienced, you know, that jealousy sensation towards Khadija, May Allah be pleased with her, who is the Prophet's first wife, the the wife that he had for his, you know, before he got any others. And then, you know, you look into the seerah and you learn about the love between Khadija and the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Such a special and unique relationship, as was, you know, with his other wives. But we learn that jealousy existed. Jealousy was an, a, a feeling that, you know, and I think that is comforting to know that, you know, as women, as men as, in a spousal relationship, it exists. It is something that is not, you know, foreign. Yeah. And that's a good uh, example that you brought up because then we can really look at that example from that time and kind of implement it. And how did they deal with that? And how did they resolve those feelings or, or, you know, come to some sort of way to handle it in a sense, because I know for myself, um, and I remember this very strongly because there was not many times in my marriage where I was jealous, but there was a time where there was a coworker and my husband is working in his field. He, you know, he's, alhamdulillah, he's doing well. And he was managing a team of people. And one of the women in there was just someone that he talked about a lot. And she was married to uh, a, a man, like they were all friends and everything. And these people used to give us a lot of like gifts and they knew we had kids and their kids were older. They'd give us like the bikes and car seats, like things that they didn't use. And it got to a point where she was like calling him and like texting him. And, <laughs> it, and, and, and I know my husband, I trust my husband very much. So, but it just was like, it became, a, it, it crossed that line. Like we were mentioning, I was like, what's going on here? Like we need to have a conversation about this situation before it becomes anything worse and he was just like he laughed so hard when I confronted him when I like talked to him about it like how this is making he's like this is so ridiculous not even funny to him it was like nothing which made me even more mad but um we did were able to like set down <laughs> some ground rules and kind of like realize 
okay, maybe I built it up in my head. Maybe it was something that just like as women, you can't get carried away that that storyline you tell yourself. So, but I did have that conversation to have to step in and be like, look, I feel like it's a little too close. Like I don't, I, I'd prefer you not to be this buddy, buddy kind of relationship. And he realized he was like, there is nothing there. Like it's so strange. You would ever think that, but to have that conversation and kind of tell him this is where the line is for me and establish that early on, it made everything else in the future be much easier. So it's, yeah. It's just- yeah. See, so it's the hard conversations uh, like you just mentioned it opens up uh, opportunities to prevent conflict in the future. If you just kind of bottle these things in, which like I said, they're hard conversations to have. Oh, it's I'm very sure. difficult to be like, oh, um, what's up? like, you know, have that sit down conversation. It's not easy. <laughs> but um, once you establish whatever rules, but it in is, the long and, run, it definitely. Yeah. And, and, and that's your husband. You have to be able to address it with him and talk to him because we've seen the extreme of jealousy where it can lead to, Things like domestic violence and just, you know, there are horror stories that people have gone through. So you want to be able to talk about them and kind of like stop it. My mom used to have this great saying growing up where she'd say, cut it at the root. And I never got it till I was older. Do you remember? She'd always say that. She's like, it starts with with a wink or it starts with a thing and then it leads to X, Y, Z. So... That's that's something I understood years later in my marriage. She was on top of her game and that she <laughs> always said that to us. Like, so when you cut it at the root, meaning like you stop it early enough where there's nothing happening, but you're just preventative and, and making sure your boundaries have been established in your marriage. Right. And, and, and from like a religious context, I mean, there's a lot of complexities to this because of culturally the genders intermix, like, let's say, in an American culture, and we're like Caribbean, Guyanese. Our culture has a very different dynamic than, let's say, an Eastern culture. Um, but with that even being said, if we look at it from, like, just a religious standpoint, um, there are mechanisms in place that allow to create, um, like you just mentioned, like some of these guidelines and barriers that allow for things to not get to a point where it becomes concerning, you know, like, like that that privacy between a man and a woman where they have no um expectation someone will interrupt them like that's something that we avoid right understandably so you try to create you know these um opportunities that you don't put yourself in a weird position and and of course now with the work industry being what it is with you know the the me too movement and sexual harassment on the rise and all that kind of stuff, it allows for these conversations to come up just in a general cultural sense of like, is it appropriate for these interactions to be taking place late into the night? Um, or, you know, yeah, creating these guidelines for us um, is really helpful. But well, have you ever been yeah. in a situation where your husband has been jealous of you? I know we talk about us as women, but what about have you have you, has your husband ever told you or had that conversation with you where he's felt that sense of jealousy? Um, I'd have to think about that. I think um, nothing really comes to mind, to be honest. But one of the things that was established when we got married was my husband knew I had a very strong, outspoken personality. I came from a very public speaking, the public family. Um, And so he knew what he was marrying in that sense, that I would not be... um, like I was very, you know, I was so 
what I'm trying to say is that um, it would be no surprise to him if he sees me interacting in, in the public sphere in a very respectable manner. And so I have not gotten um, any issues of him feeling like I'm overstepping or that, you know, he feels jealous about my role and whatever capacity it might take. But I think a lot of times, um, sometimes men may know that they're marrying this confident woman, for example, but they don't know how they're going to feel about it when they marry her and she becomes yeah. his wife. And now all of a sudden, maybe the expectation that they thought they were okay with might change. And that gets really tricky. I think um, it takes a lot of understanding from both sides to kind of navigate when one side is feeling insecure or, you know, that there is some overstepping taking place. It's, it is very challenging, I think. And I don't think like, Oftentimes it's, I don't think people are doing this intentionally. Like they're not trying to go out of their way. I mean, I don't think they should be if they are to make your spouse jealous. No, or, nobody wants or, to sabotage their marriage. So yeah, it's things that are done in a very innocent manner in a sense. So I give you an example because my husband has actually experienced these feelings and I was asking him about it. And I had mentioned in previous podcasts that um, one of my projects that I had done in the past is... Uh, practice Kung Fu. So in going to these um, martial arts class, I would go two times, three times a week sometimes, and you get paired up with whoever's at your level and you would have to practice with a partner, three people in a group, whatever it may be, and practice these forms you have to learn. So what I did was I recorded my group, one of them, doing the form so that I can practice at home. And in in recording it, he wanted it was it was a mail. He wanted a copy of it, so I gave him the number to send the video message. So that happened, and you know that was it. It was very innocent. It was just us like practicing our stuff. And uh, later on, when the pandemic happened, he actually called my cell phone to check in on me and my family and see how I'm doing. And I had a conversation with him, and I, I recall my husband as I'm like having this conversation looking at me from the corner of his eye. And when I finished the conversation, it wasn't nothing long. It was just a couple minutes, but um, because I had stopped going to my classes. So he was just wondering, you know, what was going on. And he looked at me and he's like, who was that? Like, and, and we had the conversation. I was like, Oh, it's just, the, you know, the guy from, and he's like, but I could tell. And I was like, what are you jealous? Like I yeah. made fun of him mm -hmm. the same way years ago when I came to him and said that I kind of like had that, I understood what he felt in that moment, just to be able to put yourself in the other person's position and understand where they're coming from. And again, very innocent, nothing behind it, but it was just interesting to see how he reacted in that moment. That is very funny, <laughs> but it is interesting, like you said, to be in that other position. And and I think in general, like nobody likes to be accused of anything, uh, but likewise, you know, it's not nice to be in that vulnerable position where you also feel like you don't understand what's going on. Um, and so I think, I think that is one of the, the mercies of the spousal relationship, you know, as a way to kind of protect us. Um, and keep us on a path that, you know, is respectful and dignified and our spouse keep, you know, we keep each other in check in many, many ways. And this is, you know, one of the ways I think um, that we can benefit from the spousal relationship because sometimes people do overstep um, or we may, you know, do something that is inappropriate yeah. uh, from it, from a religious standpoint.
So, you know, we mentioned a little about like the spousal relationship and the jealousy that can ensue there. And, you know, let's look at it a little bit from a different angle where we talk about jealousy as a characteristic, maybe um, feeling this way about another person's family or feeling this way about um, somebody's child. I mean, this is like really, you know, the kind of stuff I don't like to talk about Um, feeling this about um, another mom. You know, yeah. another mom that we're perceiving as having it all together. Um, the Instagram mom, quote unquote. You know, how do we navigate that? Because boy, oh boy, does it, it, it does exist. Whether we want to talk about it or not, there is a lot of people out there having a lot of feelings regarding wanting to be like others. <laughs> yeah. And I think that comes from a lot of our own insecurities in ourselves or the perception that we should be a certain way or we should have achieved X, Y, and Z by this age or whatever it may be. So I think one of the ways to combat that is to really not compare yourselves to others, especially moms. We tend to do that often when you're in a group setting, especially with your kids. You you compare if you have kids of similar ages, the stages or what they're going through. So try not to compare yourself if you can. But it's it's difficult because it's always, especially with social media, it's always in your face. So you got to keep check on your emotions and how if something is affecting you kind of maybe I need to pull back, reassess yourself and see, is this something that I need to take a break from? Yeah, I agree. Oh, okay. And and I think like it comes both ways. Like, yeah, uh, I think it comes both ways for sure. Like in terms of if you're somebody who's constantly putting your family out in the public eye, you might want to observe how that is being perceived. Um, and if you if if that's the best way to go about sharing your story with the world, because you can become susceptible to things like evil eye or being the source of other people's jealousy. And of course, it's not our job, right, to necessarily um, think about how other people are perceiving us. But with that being said, you should also think about why am I sh- am I am I oversharing? I think is what it comes down to, um, and and is that something like what is my reason for that? Um, and then from the other end, the person who is actually feeling those feelings, I think it's important to realize that these feelings are very deep, and they can actually be underlying deeper issues involved. Um, I know. Sheikh Yasser Qadi has a um, segment he had released not that long ago about jealousy. And it's just like a 10 minute segment, but he talks about how this one little feeling um, can be very, very dangerous. And actually, generally speaking, Allah does not punish us for how we feel, right? Like you, you get judged and, and, and based on your actions, but jealousy is actually a feeling that can be in the realm of sin even though it's a feeling Mm -hmm. and that's because it enters around where it could become arrogance or where it could become feeling that Allah's qadr is not correct. You know, you see how this can spiral into some really dangerous territory where you think, well, why is it that this person has been given this beautiful home or these beautiful children? And, you know, you go down that path, it becomes very hurtful, um, kind of jealousy and i think the spousal one can be a helpful jealousy whereas this kind is just hurtful it's 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 hateful almost um and we have to be very very careful if we allow our hearts to be exposed to too much i remember growing up actually and this is the one time that i can recall very vividly of feeling this jealousy over someone and 
uh, this sister, she was teaching classes and she was, she was so good at the Quran. And at that time I was trying to like really perfect my Quranic skills and try to like become more Islamically inclined. And she was just everything I wanted to be in terms of having knowledge and, and sharing that knowledge with everyone and her personality. And I was just, I had these feelings creep in of jealousy. And I remember going to my parents and discussing it with them and saying, like, I'm feeling this way about her, but like, it's kind of making me want to do better and become better. And my parents, I remember at that time, they told me that there are two allowable reasons in which you can feel those feelings of jealousy and use it as motivation in Islam. So one of them being someone who has wisdom and shares their knowledge with others. So that was one particular case. And then the other one is a person who spends in the way of Allah and kind of like gives his wealth and and shares that with other people. So by understanding that as a very young child and, and realizing that, wow, this is a way for motivation, you can turn that jealousy in a sense to like, maybe I can make myself better in this way and kind of like use that person as an example. But I remember it being very an uncomfortable feeling because I I had never felt it before. And and I had soon gotten over it after that, but but addressing it and kind of like identifying it and seeing what the motivating factor was, because Alhamdulillah, that sister, she made me become better and and want to aspire to do greater things. So we have to understand like where the root cause of your feelings are and how you can kind of spin it in a way to make yourself better. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that was a really powerful example right there. And and also realizing that like you're not feeling ill to that person necessarily and like wanting a lot to cause their their gifts to be taken. It's more about getting inspired by their good yeah. deeds that you can also emulate that practice on your own as well. And I think that is what I would classify as more of a helpful type of jealousy. Yeah. And I I will say like when it comes to um, when it comes to like comparing our children, as we touched on a little bit, I think that it is very difficult to be different. Um, if you, if your child, you know, if your parenting style is different than the people around you, or your child is just at a different deve- developmental uh, age or style than the people around you, um, it can be, um, it can take a lot on your end as a parent to be, to stand behind, um, your child not meeting the societal expectations um, of manners or of, you know, social skills or whatever it is like you might struggle with that and that's okay. (laughs) Definitely. No, no, that's a great point to mention because you can get caught up in that in kind of comparing yourself and comparing your children to other people. So making sure that you are keeping yourself in check with that and not letting your insecurities rise and just, you know, tell all these wild stories in your head. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, I do remember like um, one mom asking me when my child was young about like, if I'm doing a certain feeding method that was very popular, like the self feeding method, yeah, um, whatever the perfect, the, the correct name is of it. Um, and I never really paid attention too much of like the names and stuff, but I feel like people use a person can use these various things like, oh, are you up to date on the latest sleep techniques or the feeding techniques? And like the whole mom world can become, can feel very competitive. And it's like, I don't know. My kid's feeding himself. Yeah. Like it is what it is. Like, I don't really know, but I, I do think that sometimes we use that as a way to kind of like compare and um, it can become a little bit much. I think that was a good point in mentioning that your kids in, 
not everybody's looking at for it to be competitive or to be a competition. It doesn't have to feel that way. And we as women need to support each other. And as moms, especially just engage in conversation that is helpful and not something that is trying to make someone feel a certain way. You want to be able to have these conversations that it can be a benefit to you and, and kind of learning to, to grow and become better. That's the goal. So it, it just is a way in which you interpret it and the way you look at things. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this topic is uh, incre- incredibly deep and can go on and on about different ideas. I know we have to get now to our what's next um, as we kind of wrap it up here. Um, so for my what's next, I would suggest that we yeah. make that everyone make a list of five things you love about yourself and that you're good at. So by doing this, you'll help to build your confidence and help you to focus on the positive things in your life. And it, a lot of times insecurities come, the jealousy comes from the insecurities. So by doing this, you'll have this list of things that can just be a good confidence booster and help you during those moments of difficulty. Um, I would say, Uh, Along those lines, but trying to incorporate a daily practice of gratitude Mm -hmm. as a intentional way of being thankful for what Allah has given you and something that you can pull from when you do find yourself uh, teetering on that line of feeling jealous of, you know, let's say another person or whatever it may be, just reminding yourself of those gifts and the things that Allah has given you that so many people would love to have, you know, and and being thankful for what you've been given. Um, That daily gratitude, I think, can really help. All right. So thanks for listening. And as always, be good to yourself. To support this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. For feedback, topic ideas, or just to continue the conversation, email us at muslimmomspodcast at gmail.com. Assalamu alaikum.